Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a multi-passionate mompreneur who loves to help women shine within. She believes in living and leading with the heart versus the mind. Through energetic healing, intuitive development, holistic self-care and creative expression. Her nursing experience taught her a lot about the vulnerabilities in times of trauma, chaos and tragedy. During her time in the critical care unit, she volunteered free Reiki sessions for her colleagues. It was during this period that she realized how much she loved providing gentle healing and balancing to the human spirit. In April, my guest is holding a virtual conference called VAGCON. God, I hope I pronounced that right. She'll check me out when I speak to her. It all began when my guest noticed a need for women to have a safe place where they can learn about personal empowerment that covers the entire wellness wheel, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial. Hey, it's my great pleasure this week to introduce and welcome Jen Cliff. Jen, um, as I've said previously, is the creator of this virtual conference, VagCon. Yeah. So, <laughs> hi, Jen. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm, I feel honored being here, truly. Uh, no, honestly, it's a pleasure to have you actually tell us about this conference because it's like, I think it's an awesome idea. I think it's brilliant. So, so look, before we get into the conference and like what it's, who it's for and all of those things and what it's about, like, tell us a bit about you and how you moved all the way through to then decide to go, well, let's have this virtual conference. <laughs> so I'm trying to think, all right, how far back do I need oh, to I go? Oh, I know, blimey. So... Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you don't look old. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thank yeah, you. no, you don't. You look like 20 odd. But um, but like, yeah, you've done nursing and you've dealt with a lot of trauma and a lot of, you know, a lot of pain, really chaos and trauma and tragedy is what you've like said. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll go far. I'll go back there. Um, so yes, my background is in nursing. I actually went to nursing school as a non-traditional student, meaning I was in my late twenties when I started. So right now I'm actually in my late thirties. So thank you for the compliment. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's okay. No, honestly, I don't know what filter you have, but I need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, no, obviously, I'm, or or whatever you've or whatever you've actually put on your face <laughs> for the last few years, um, because yeah, no, um, you look like twenty years, twenty years uh, in your twenties. Sorry, anyway, <laughs> off of all of this. Sorry, so okay, so um, yeah. <laughs> down that rabbit hole. Um, um, okay, so you went and did nursing in your late twenties. Yeah, and I was I was single, not married, didn't have a kid. So I felt very fortunate going back to school, being able to focus on my nursing degree. And my first degree was actually in art history. So I went, I swing <laughs> completely different direction. So I do have an artistic side, which really actually helped later on in my business now. And as I'm creating this conference, so that is definitely a bonus. And so I went from nursing, graduated, did all kinds of specialties from uh, resource nurse to uh, hospice nurse and trauma, neuro trauma wow. nurse. And that's where I really thrived, but it wasn't my passion. I kept coming home, burnt out. And I was like, what is this? I know I need to make a difference. I mean, all life I knew it was a burning desire. I just didn't know what that looked like. And so after having a few years a hard few years looking at myself. I'm like, what do I want to do? I, I was a healer. I like, I got my certification in, in Reiki, which is a gentle energy healing practice. 
throughout nursing school because I could not sleep. I didn't realize how stressed out I was during middle school, during, wow. middle school, during nursing school. And yeah. I just, I was gaining weight, couldn't sleep. I didn't know what it was. And I actually had to take an entire semester off to reflect how to get better. And through the art of ancient energy healing, I learned how much I really loved it. So I had kind of a balance with this and I stopped it for a while, but then it returned when I came onto the neurotrauma unit and I just started volunteering my time when I was free. I worked on pretty much the staff because it's a very high burnout rate. And when you introduce something, woo woo, (laughs) when you introduce something that is not of science in their eyes and you see the difference uh, and the shift when it makes a difference in someone's life, especially how stressed out they are on that unit, um, you know that the things, anything is possible. And so I carried that through. Uh, the years of nursing, but eventually I dropped nursing and I just became a healer full-time. I studied under a shamanic practitioner locally here in Roanoke, Virginia. I kept up with Reiki, providing those services, and I'm just combining holistic services with groups, one-on-ones, and and my target audience within my own healing business called JMC Healing and Wellness Academy is moms essentially, because I identified as a new mom a few years ago, my son will be five this June, how stressed out motherhood was. No one tells you this. They all kind of like shut their mouth and like laugh on the inside and be like, should we tell her? Should we tell them, you know, the couple who's about to adopt or have a baby? No, just let them just laugh on the inside and let them be initiated through their process. Oh my God. It's different for everybody. It does. So I have to say to you, my son's now heading to seven and it does get better. Oh, good. <laughs> so, but, but like I look at myself on this camera and I go, oh my God, does it get better? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it does get better. Um, there are all different phases. Um, you've probably gone through some hard ones. Yes. It does get, it does get better, but it gets different because they get older and mm-hmm. they just get right attitude and no I'm not going to do that mum and you go oh my god please just do that it's already started <laughs> but just <laughs> well he's, he's fired he's, so. he's got a fire in him <laughs> yeah oh, and, and I love that and I don't want to ever extinguish that from any child but there are times where you just go oh please just please just please go away mm-hmm. or please shut <laughs> up or please stop throwing that basketball because my son had a basketball please stop throwing that basketball at the wall mm-hmm. inside the house you know and all of yeah so it's okay we're all human that's all right um just wanted to step back a little bit because I'm not sure if everyone who's listening to this would actually know what Reiki is I do but like can you explain like what Reiki is and then also go into a little bit of detail around your shamanistic for want of a better word I don't know if that's even a word Mm -hmm. shamanistic like healing side as well can you just dive into that a bit sure absolutely so I've been a Reiki practitioner for over a decade which is weird to say (laughs) I never thought I could say anything like that um and I was what's called attuned or initiated during nursing school so that is a process very gentle process where it is originated from the teacher passed on to the students so think of it as um the energy passes down, but it stays within the teacher. And now it's passed to the, the student who is now also there. So they like share it with you? Hmm? Yeah. They, they share, share it. that they, energy with you. Right. They share the energy. They just pretty much what it is, is that we already are channel for healing. Mm. And they just open the teachers, open up the possibility through the hands. Wow. Okay. And can anybody be a Reiki healer or do you have to have certain? Right. No no requirements whatsoever. When you start level one, two, and three, some people have level four, it just depends on the different type of teacher that you practice under. But generally there's typically three, three levels. And this practice originated out of Japan, but just because it's Japanese originated in Japan, Japan doesn't mean it's not universal because it is. It's called universal life force translated 
from Japanese. I mean, that's what Reiki is, the Rei. And, the and, and I suppose we're all humans. So at the right. end of the day, if one person can do it, then it's not like a superpower. Well, it is a superpower, but it's uh, it's energy within you that you can use, basically. Right. We, um, so, uh, how, so how do you do it? So basically, once you get attuned from the teacher to the student, it's, which is a very, it can be a very quick ceremony process. A lot of times some people have emotional releases. Um, so it, what it does in that attunement process, it kind of strengthens and aligns the chakra system and anything else that needs to be released that's heavy per se. So it really kind of tunes up and uplifts, upgrades your own energetic system, which for some people who, especially if they are sensitive, like myself, they're like, Whoa, what was that? And other people, it's just peaceful. <laughs> everything yeah. it's, everything's different depending on, you know, the kind of person who you are, what you're going through, how sensitive you are as a sixth sensory person, as an intuitive. Um, and once it gets attuned, all you have to do is just think Reiki. You just gently put your hands on yourself. You can give your own yourself in a, um, a healing session, which is what I love about the practice. Or if you do it on plants, children, other adults with permission, you get their permission. You, as a channel, get the healing and you're giving the healing to others as well. And so since everything is made of energy, like people, even in the space that you are surrounded by, you can clear, cleanse, lift, and it makes a huge difference in the spaces that you live at, the people that you are with. You can even um, put Reiki within your food. If you've ever gone to a restaurant, just kind of feel like mm, the cook was a little angry when they made this food. That's like where I'm at. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah, sometimes when I eat, I can visualize what happened to the animal. That's why some people can't always eat meats, eat certain foods because they can actually, mm. I'm a visual person when it comes to my own. Color. So I have to be mindful of that so and that's like a whole nother I'm topic vegan, so I don't yeah no 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 I'm only killing plants at the moment so I'm vegan although I do wonder well everything's got an energy um level and we could go into the whole quantum physics side of things and all of that stuff and we're only just learning about all the vibrations and all the energy levels within this world which you from know, a scientific is, uh, perspective yes, yes exactly so, yeah, so, you know, we don't know what we don't know, um, basically. So, okay, so so that's Reiki. Um, but then you said, so that's you Reiki. then said that you then went and studied shame, like shame, is, it, is that a word, shamanism? But you actually. Some people say shaman, other people shaman, say shaman. shaman. I mean, yeah. to me, it's the the same thing. Um, so, so, so you studied, so is that like herbal medicine and all of those sort of things or what what is that it depends on the shaman themselves what they specialize in some people yes they specialize in plants others it could be ceremony it could be just general leadership uh healing and that's mainly what i did with my practitioner the shamanic practitioner she's been a, a shaman for over 30 years um <clears throat> and it was not planned i mean this is me still figuring out if I wanted to still be a nurse when I met her. And I was very, I think Liam was only maybe eight months. He was a baby. And so I, I just randomly went to what's called a monthly healing expo at a local wellness center. And I thought, oh, do I really want to take the baby out? It's so exhausting when you leave the house, get oh, some fresh air. I I just, Nappy I bags. Know. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's five now, so you don't have to do that. But like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I sort of forgotten a little bit about the push chair and the nappy bag and the food and the bottles and like, there's so much, isn't there? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's too much to just like, ah, oh, it's more effort to leave the house than stay in. But yeah. everything that day, I, I remember it very clearly. Everything that day worked out. He went to nap, to take a nap when he needed to take a nap. Everything was quiet. I had time to clean up the house and prep the car and, and all that. And I remember looking outside my window. It was a really big window onto a semi-busy street. No cars were there. And I, I looked out as I'm picking up toys while my son is napping. And there's this young deer looking straight at me 
at the street. There's like a kind of a yard in between. And we just stared at each other for like a good minute. Like, this is so weird. It was like time paused. I can't describe unless you're like, you were me at that time. And I'm like, something about today, like something's really strange. Everything's coming together. It's like, I meant to go to this thing because when I, when I left, usually there's traffic around that time and turning on a left hand turn onto this very, very busy road. It's nearly impossible. At least that's how I feel like sometimes very clear. It was like, everything was paved for me to go meet this individual. And so that was like the first few signs. And then when I arrived, um, someone's like, Hey, have you met so-and-so? I'm like, who are you talking about? It was a name that I could not recognize. Cause I, I was fairly new to area. I'm like, fine, just sign me up for like a 20 minute mini session. And when I, when I did that with her, I looked at her, I'm like, I need to learn from you. She's like, Oh, but I'm not taking on anyone right now. I'm like, well, take my phone number. <laughs> you let me know. And so she, we just scheduled like a long healing session. And that was her way of figuring out if she wanted to actually take me on as a student. And when she did that, it was, I think it was like only a couple of weeks later after when she did a healing and she realized that in many past lives that I was a shaman, I was a healer. And to me, that feels true. And I know now that it's in my female bloodline yeah. as well. I'm adopted. So I had no idea. Oh, wow. So it's not only in my DNA bloodline, but it's also within my past lives. Um, where she saw I was, um, a Siberian shaman, which is actually the name where it's where shaman or shaman is originated is from Siberia or that concept because shamanism is like an umbrella term for the different ways people in tribal society, for instance, how, um, how they kind of name that leader, but it may not always be called shaman. It might be called medicine woman or whatever it is yeah. translated in their tongue. Yeah, I can't. Um, um, so some people don't like that term, while others are kind of more accepting of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the term is um, here in Australia because we would have had um, mm-hmm. Aboriginal, um, Aboriginal, um, basically um, medicine right. people. Um, I'm just, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's very, very old medicine. Yeah. Ah, oh, ah, oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so look, a medicine man or a medicine woman. Here we go. This is my Googles. So don't anyone shoot me. <laughs> yeah. Our traditional healers and spiritual leaders who serve the community in the indigenous people in America. Well, that's not that Aboriginal medicine. I don't know. So I don't know what they would be called. Uh, oh, here we go. What's an Aboriginal mm. healer called? Uh, Nankakari. I'm really sorry for Aboriginal people out there if I've pronounced that wrong. But they are the elders. <laughs> so elders who would be working as healers are called Nangakari. Nangakari, I think. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, That's pretty. Oh, Aboriginal language is, is awesome. Just like the culture, basically. Mm. Um, and... Um, I'm hoping my son gets to learn about it a lot more in school because it sh- it needs to it needs to happen um, here in Australia. Um, yeah. It's the history of the country basically, and these people need to be respected. They were here for thousands of years, so you know, um, very much like I suppose if we're talking about the states, very much like the you know Indians um, that you had within your country and stuff. Yeah. And that's the woman that I studied under. So her Native American heritage was Cherokee. So she has that background. I believe she's half Cherokee and half Caucasian, half Anglo-Saxon. So a lot of her teachings were from from that background. But I also, which I love about Reiki and shamanism, is that you mesh in your own style. Um, So I have a lot of that um, Pacific Islander, Philippines, kind of origin. And so for how I tap into that, I I tap into my spirit guides to, to ask, you know, what do I do here? What are some new techniques to improve the healing process? So that's, that's, that's been my very unusual, not planned journey (laughs) towards this. It's it's like, no, which is awesome because like, it's, you've gone from nursing into like, I have to say, like you've been in a critical care unit, right? Mm-hmm. And you've dealt with trauma and all of those sort of things. These are stressful 
environments, but they're still healing environments, oh, yeah. I have to say. Um, and so it's very bizarre that you were you went into the conventional way for want of a better word, mm-hmm. but the conventional way of actually, you know, healing people, which was going into nursing, et cetera, like, you know, into hospitals, et cetera. But then you actually, the, and I'm not going to say unconventional, um, but the, um, I don't know, I'm not sure what you would call it, but the, <laughs> al- yeah, alternative maybe. Um, but the, it's, you know, more the holistic way of healing it sort of came out of you through doing you know the conventional um, you know practice as such which sounds really weird um <laughs> oh I wish my brain would work this morning I'm so sorry but um but okay so it's okay so you went on that journey and then this April you've got this mm-hmm. virtual conference happening VagCon or if we were to give it its full right. name Vagina Conference right so so tell me about that then how did you get from doing the healing and balancing people and things like that to going, <laughs> I know, maybe we'll just do this VagCon thing. Yeah. So back to the idea that my niche market for my business for the healing services were ideally moms. Like I wouldn't reject anybody who, let's say males or, or fathers who wanted to come in and, you know, be be a client, but that was my, my niche market. So one of the things that I do and I still do is free mom meetups throughout the month. And during one of the mom meetups last year, a friend came on and she just wanted to talk. That's pretty much what it is. It's hang out with mom. Sometimes they have their kids, sometimes they don't, but in this case, it was just a slow day and she came and it was just one-on-one. And somehow, I don't even remember how it started. Her conversation led into her upbringing, which was very strict religious household here, which is not uncommon in the Virginia Bible Belt kind of region. And she was just describing how she married young, I think maybe 19. I'm trying to remember. She married very young and within her family, within her kind of culture growing up is this idea, which I did not know until this year, it's called purity culture. So the expectations of remaining a virgin, but then, you know, magically in one night after when you get married so young, when you're still trying to figure yourself out is that you're supposed to give this Mm. up. But before that, you know, being kind of traumatized with the concept of penetration, giving up something that you're not even familiar with and that you fear. I mean, she didn't give up her virginity even after her marriage, I think for an entire year. And when that actually happened, I I think it was very, very traumatic, not only just physically, mentally, emotionally, and even probably spiritually, because she's like, what in the world has just happened? No one prepared me for this. No one told me about Mm. this. And when she's telling me this in much more detail, it just angered me inside. But also it just, you know, flipped on a a light bulb because I told her, I'm like, what if we had a gathering, some type of event? I mean, it wasn't as big as I imagined it now, but I said, what if we had a group of females from all kinds of different backgrounds, even ones who identify as females, whether if you're religious, not religious, maybe you're looking for something to educate yourself about sexuality, sex ed, but then it became more of more than just your body. It became a symbol or this kind of event became a symbol of how to empower women around the world overall in the holistic aspects of our lives so it's not just physical but it's physical mental emotional spiritual even like a leadership standpoint from a business because virginia here is probably one of the top three female entrepreneur states that support the female business women here which i didn't know until like a while ago too (laughs) so i'm like we're just that right in because that's important having your small business is very empowering Uh, and it's, it's something that really sparked in me. And, and I said, we, we have to do this because the more I talked about it with females, they, Mm -hmm. the more they got really, really excited. And I strive to have that balance, you know, be 
be empowered, but this is not political. You know, try to ride this this line of of peace, especially <laughs> during these times when everyone wants to discourage being different. But I think being different is very powerful, but finding some type of commonality is also really important. And, and that's what I struggled with for a while. But then I'm like, what if we highlight divine feminine energy, which is throughout everything and throughout all of us, along with divine masculine energy. But we highlight the divine feminine because that is the side of us that is nurturing, that is all about flow, because how many times do we not nurture ourselves as women? And how many times do we put restrictions on ourselves or each other? And it's really about community, remembering who we are as individuals, but as how we used to really be together in more of like a tribal sense, like locking yeah. arms together, help raising kids together. We really need to get back to our origins. And that's what I'm promoting. I agree with you. I mean, like it, it does take a village to bring up kids. You do need support. And like, although, um, and I've said on here several times, like I'm, I'm basically moved to Australia 14 odd years ago, 15 years ago. And um, <laughs> I don't have family here, but I have the most awesome village because you know, I've got my awesome neighbors. I've got awesome single mum friends. And I've also got awesome people who are, you know, couples as well that I know that uh, have kids as well. Um, and we sort of tend to you know, help each other out, stick us all together. And so although I don't have direct family here, which is unfortunate because I, you know, my mum and dad miss out on my son's um, growing as such, but um, and all of the weird and quirky stuff, but thank God for Facebook, that's all I can say, and FaceTime and stuff. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. We need to, I think diversity is great. And I think, you know, we need to be accepting of people's differences, um, different attitudes, different views, and some of them may not be right, but we need to be accepting of that. But we need to come together as human beings, basically, because otherwise we're not going to bloody survive. You know, I don't think there's any other... I don't know. There probably is now, and I've just stated that. But I don't think there's any other, any other animals or like you know that that basically deal with things like us humans do. You know, we're so destructive to our environment, to, you know, to where we live, but also to ourselves. Um, and we're the people we we're destructive to ourselves through pain. But then also pleasure. So I go like, what's that all about? So yeah, no, I I love. I I mean, I've spoken to you um, a little bit about the conference, and I love your theories and philosophies around why you know why you've brought it all together and stuff. So when does it actually happen? Is it this this April? What what date? So it's going to be. It's a free three day virtual summit. So free people, <laughs> and it's going to be yeah, from free. April 22nd no to the 24th. And we have some amazing speakers and live panels and even giveaways to you know, incentivize for people to come and watch. And also giveaways are just fun, but the chance to get a giveaway or free gifts, services and products. Um, but of course, you know, that's not our focal point. Our focal point is to empower individuals, really lock arms. Can you, I mean, I think that's part of our human experience in this lifetime, especially right now in the last couple of years is can you, do you have the courage to not only be yourself, but also lock arms with someone completely different than you, completely mm. different belief system mm. looks completely different than you. Can you sit and look at a screen or sit next to somebody in this lifetime and say, you know, I respect who you are. I may not agree with everything, but I respect who you are, your own experiences, what you have to say, because VajCon is about sharing stories in a peaceful manner and be able to figure out what we can do to shift the culture about the expectations of being a woman expectations of just basically who we are as human beings, because I would love VatchCon to be just go beyond the ideas of empowering women. But what if we are able to empower the world by empowering women first? Because, you know, 
as you know, in a household, usually women are the ones who influence the children, influence the significant other, and it would be great to have these tools, these concepts to carry from VagCon into the household, into, and then it spreads out into the, the local community and then into the global community. I mean, this is just our first year, but I have a huge vision for how we can, in a very gentle but profound manner, pulling in different leaders of the industries. And because there's a lot of, there's a lot of industries that are breaking down right now and restructuring. So why don't we just work with that too? What are some of the ideas in the people and the leaders in the industries that we can hear what they have to say? Yeah. What can we do to improve the way yeah. we live, the quality of life? Because we need that so much right now. <laughs> oh, we do. We need to, um, we need to take care of ourselves. Um, and look, I think COVID like being the horrible, terrible virus that it, it was, and, and we've lost millions of people um, to COVID around the world, but uh, it made us stop. COVID had, in a way, COVID had to happen to make us stop and to make us to take a step back, look at our families, look at our lives that we were living. You know, when half of us were, well, majority of us were spending time sitting two hours or an hour or hour or two sitting in the car every day or on a train or whatever and we weren't actually spending time with our families mm -hmm. I have a completely different and it was very up and down but I have a completely different relationship with my son now <clears> because <throat> of COVID because you know we had to learn I wasn't at work I was at home working and he was at school so we had to learn to um, come together and work together and so we're so much closer now and we um we probably don't have the arguments that we used to have because we just we, we're in tune with each other now I think um which is great so so okay so it's the end of April so where do people register if they want to come and and listen to VagCon free by the way everyone free yeah, you can go to vaginaconference.com. There are a few buttons, and that will actually now lead you directly to the platform called Crowdcast, where we're going to host our live virtual summit. So then go there to the website. Okay. And if, so I'm assuming this is on US times. Yeah, so it will be Eastern Standard Time. That's how we labeled it within each day. So they know what's coming and once you register we yeah. send you email notifications to make sure everyone knows what's up and there's also the schedule as well mm -hmm. so they know who's going to speak what time the title of the like the name of the speakers what they're talking about the name of the panelists or the name of the panels and then the subtopics as well and also everything if you for some reason because i know people are busy if for some reason you cannot make it we will take all of the recordings from the live event and then we are putting on the back end called our membership program. That's not going to be accessible until maybe, maybe may, early May or late May. It just all depends because our membership that is a paid platform and that's going to be our e-learning paced platform uh, like an annual membership. Think of it that way. And that is how we are going to continue the community, the learning, the empowerment through workshops, podcast interviews like that, but recorded, put on that, you know, it's kind of that interview slash presentation, depending on the speaker themselves. And we're also going to have studio classes. Uh, did I say workshops already? So also workshops. So think of it as e-learning. But you get to you get to do this at your own time. It's not going to be like hundreds of classes. That that's so overwhelming. This is also our first year, and so all the sponsors who are going to be there, they are um, more than just sponsors. They have a special connection with this conference, special connection with me, and they are all about sharing who they are, not only just as a business, but you know, with them as a person as a person who really aligns with the mission and vision, though this whole recruiting process, you know, we are picky. We want to make sure that individuals will be supportive 
to the community who show up in this membership backend once it's available. And, you know, we yeah. recognize the challenges with virtual summits. That's why we have this continued community. And really the big goal, maybe even next year, the year after that, we would want it to be a hybrid convention or conference, depending on how big it's going to grow. I mean, we'd love for this to be a huge international event over time, maybe within five or 10 years, depending on how the world <laughs> platform is going to be. Yeah, how the world goes. Um, and I- but it would be wonderful if it was hybrid. So in other words, you can show up to Roanoke, Virginia in person, or if you can't make it because maybe travel restrictions, but you still want to show up be able to do it the same thing the same way from a virtual standpoint so we want to give people options to show up as themselves to see what really kind of calls to them and i i just can't wait to see this grow but first this year you know we start a little bit small and kind of just see what people want i don't know what people want (laughs) no exactly and look you know uh, look everyone starts somewhere I know Tony Robbins used to go around Mm -hmm. and talk to you know a handful of people initially when he did his talks and then it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew and now he's like got millions 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 billions of people I know exactly (laughs) so exactly and you you've got to take those first steps and and sort of move forward yeah no it's it's great I'm I wish you all the success with it it would yeah it's just brilliant so who is it for though like and and I, and the reason i was asking about the uh the times was because in australia it probably be that a lot of people who want to log on won't be able to so it's great to hear that you're recording it um because you know they'll be able to get the recordings as such because it'll be nighttime i'm imagining um when we're actually um yeah so we'll be asleep when you're having your conference but that's cool um so who who is it for it's- It's pretty much for, I mean, ideally for this year, it would be for women or those who identify as women who are really rebellious, essentially rebellious, brave, who want to listen to taboo topics. Also, they are open-minded and open-hearted. You know, that whole coexistence idea where you can still be yourself, show up as yourself, but also let others show up as themselves, even if it makes you a little uncomfortable, because maybe you're not familiar. How many times do we judge other people uh, because you are uncomfortable and unfamiliar? So I think it's opening that door within yourself to just listen instead of let the mind chatter to judge, just listen, look at someone as, you know, a spiritual being, instead of just judging them on the front cover as their physical selves. Because when you start to be open and listen to someone's story, you're like, oh, that person is so so similar to me. I did not realize that there's some type of theme going on in their lives. That's very similar to mine. I might be you know, I might have been raised differently. I might be living across the the world from them, but truly they're also going through something difficult like me, or maybe they're also triumphing through whatever, you know, mm. I'm going through. I mean, there's commonality among us all. And to find yeah. that I think is truly a, a challenge because what we judge is really a mirror, what we judge on ourselves. So if you think about If you think about that, you know, we're all going through some type of healing journey and that is what I'm asking for those to show up. You know, are you courageous enough to realize that there's something within that needs to heal, that needs some type of connection for yourself, for your family, whatever it is, because we want to provide that for you. And if for some reason you don't see that, then let us know, what do you want? Because we are ever so open to expanding, growing this conference next year, the year after that, adding it to our membership backend, finding someone that you really want and we will recruit them. Wow, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what can what can people expect? Um, what subjects are you going to be covering um, at this 
virtual summit. Yeah. So I'll talk about the speakers first. So we have three amazing speakers who are donating their time talking about their mm-hmm. own specialty. So the first one on April 22nd is actually my sister-in-law. So I feel really fortunate. Wow. Her name's <laughs> Selena uh, De Leon, and she specializes in ayahuasca. And so a lot of people don't know what ayahuasca is or has a bad rap. So ayahuasca is, I believe it translates to is it the death plant? <laughs> I don't know if I got that right, but it is, know. you know, psychedelics. She specializes in psychedelics. Yes. She's married to my brother who specializes in psychedelic. They both graduated from Stanford. So she has the ceremony, the spiritual side of psychedelics, specifically ayahuasca, because she practices, mm-hmm. I believe in Costa Rica and I forgot which other indigenous um, area she practices under, but she has maybe over a decade of this. So she's not in the States or she's in the she's States? She's in the but States, like... but she practices a lot of her retreats outside of the U.S. Oh, okay. And yes. So yeah. my brother, he specializes well, in the I suppose because, hmm? yeah, because I suppose ayahuasca wouldn't be like a legal substance no. in the States, would it? It is yeah, not. Exactly. Not yet. No. But I'm sure eventually it will be. I, yeah, I, I know about, I think ayahuasca is now sort of uh, becoming mainstream for want of a better word. I mean, I know about it and um, I follow Tim Ferriss as well. I know Tim Ferriss is, is very much about um, funding, um, you know, scientific research and investigation into all of these psychedelics, into all of these things that the healers across the world have been using for like such a long time. Yeah. I think in Australia, and I can't think what it's called, but um, in Australia, we have um, a cactus. Oh, yes. Oh, I cannot think what it's called, but it's um, uh, a cactus that. that's um, hallucinogenic, basically. I know it's sort of, well, I know somebody said you can get it in Adelaide. I don't think it's legal. I don't know. It's a cactus. So I'm trying to um, have a look and see what it's called, but I (laughs) I can't find it. Um, But yeah, and that's very similar to the ayahuasca sort of side of things. There was one time I went to a conference similar to what you're actually, you're similar to your summit, that basically um, said that the world actually has given us all the plants that we need, right? So mother nature or whatever, in this world, we have all the plants we need to cure all of the illnesses that we're getting. Um, It's just that we've got to find them. We've got to delve in and look at all the different, you know, chemical components to enable us to um, heal ourselves really. Such a hell of a subject to um, cover off. So who's talking day two? Um, On April 23rd, <clears throat> we have our panel first and then one of our speakers. So the first panel will be how to thrive from trauma. So we are taking subtopics like uh, traumatic subtopics like domestic abuse, substance abuse, maybe childhood trauma. Like we are recruiting mm-hmm. individuals who will represent that one particular topic. Maybe some of them have actually interweave with similar topics of that. And we are going to talk about the, the how to thrive from such traumatic events like that, because there's people who are going through it or have gone Mm. through it and maybe they have something to say, something to share. So within each uh, speaker and panel topic, there's a Q and A, there's a chat box, there's ways for people to share and interact with the speakers, with the moderators and be able to, to share essentially. Um, And then, and then we have um, there's such such important subjects to to, to share because there's so many people um, who are going through those sort oh, of things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And people don't want to talk about that, which is why we call it "quote unquote" taboo because it needs to be shared. Absolutely. Um, and then our second speaker will be Waynette Anderson. So she's kind of like a local influencer here in um, Roanoke, Virginia, which is kind of kind of cool to pull someone in. She is a powerhouse of a female entrepreneur. So I think it's been over a decade. She has this place um, called, um, um, it's pretty much a concert area where she pulls in like rock and roll people <laughs> wow and she draws okay. in hundreds Blimey. and thousands of individuals here in the Roanoke Valley and her 
Her topic is achieving your vision in the face of any adversity. So it's all about, you know, being your own leader and really stepping it up and not caring about what anyone else's thinks, even if they try to copy your own brand, your own idea, there is nothing more unique than yourself. And that's what she's going to teach. And she's got, I've actually heard her speak recently on this topic. So I'm really excited for individuals because it's not just about being a businesswoman. It's just being your badass self showing up in the world. And so she, even her concepts are still going to apply to anybody. Oh, is that like, yeah, I know, I know we all sort of talk about the mompreneur and all of that sort of thing, but, um, but it is about being the better person. It's being a, the best person you can possibly be for your kids, for yourself, for everything. Yeah. There are certain ways you can do it and um, everyone benefits. You don't have to run your own business. Some people don't want to run their own business. I did. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I did it like 10 years ago and I went back to work because I was like, well, I get paid to think about stuff, but not everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I manage one section. Whereas when you start your own business, you're managing it all. So um, yeah, no, completely agree. No. Um, Okay. (laughs) So that's day two. And then day three, who have you got on day three? So day three is our second and final live panel. We have other panels that will be pre-recorded, but the second one is called transforming to your authentic self. So we have someone who represents the LGBTQ community, someone who represents general leadership. I believe um, it's going to be a representation of a nonprofit, that woman, and then someone from a spiritual experience experience and then someone post-divorce. I mean, these are, everyone's going to be able to relate to, you know, one of these topics Oh yeah. when it, when it talks about being your authentic self, because how many people just don't show up as themselves every day and they're miserable. (laughs) Well, it's, yeah. People tend to put on a mask um, because they think that that's what other people want. And look, I look around the world nowadays and uh, the people who are getting the most respect are the people who are their authentic self, who are, you know, they have got faults, you know, they're awesome, but they've also got their faults and they're like, well, this is me. This is what I'm not saying. I'm anything different from you out in the street as such. Yeah, no, great. That's awesome. They sound all absolutely fascinating subjects and obviously there's a a lot more packed into this than just those those titles that you've actually um given us so you know that's awesome so again where can people actually register so that they can listen to this it's www.vaginaconference is it the full vagina the the full vagina the full (laughs) vagina conference oh dear but it's it is vagina conference not vagcon it is vaginaconference.com correct correct and actually i wanted to note like the last speaker is our keynote speaker on sunday her name's april davis and her her company or her business is called the vagina blog and so she has her own podcast and she has a pretty unique following as well and so i'm really excited she's going to be doing a new talk called rites and rituals of the menstrual cycle so she's actually going to talk about our vaginas (laughs) so that's her thing and remember if you show up you get a chance to win free giveaways so we have from products to also coaching services as well So I'm really excited and really appreciate people being able to donate their, not only their time, but their products that they, I mean, this is small businesses. So, you know, from a small business standpoint, they love what they do. So, you know, you're going to get, you know, good quality, quality services. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And they're giving their time and their products. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, that's awesome because it's as a small business, they're expensive commodities. Yeah. Thank you for telling us about your journey, telling us about this awesome idea that you've had regarding this vagina conference. Let's use its full word. No. And, um, you know, and I'm hoping, I don't, I'm yes. not hoping, <laughs> I know it will be a fantastic success. So, you know, thanks so much for coming on board and, and, you know, speaking to us today and telling us all about, you know, what you're doing, the Reiki stuff and, and, you know, what's going on with uh, the vagina conference and stuff. And, um, yeah let's see where it all goes and you know maybe I'll get you back later on in the year and we'll get like a breakdown of how successful it was and you know um what you're going what you're going to be doing next 
Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm open to that. I'm an open book. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Look, I have one more question that I ask everyone. Um, and it was interesting because out of the blue, my son said, oh, mum, my superpower would be, um, I can't remember how he phrased it, <laughs> but it basically was everything. And he said, oh, that's my superpower. It's everything. Oh, what was absolute absolution or which means he had absolutely everything. <laughs> And I'm like, right, okay. So I'll be interested to see what you say. Because <laughs> I said to him, well, most people just want to fly. So, um, yeah. So what would your superpower be, Jen, if you could have one? I think uh, I think it would be alchemy. So make, getting, making things out of nothing. Oh. Being able to just like, wow. I can do that. I can bring that into my own existence because I really think in some way we all have that power we just don't believe in ourselves but being able to just doing it without thinking it because thinking is where we don't go right usually it's feeling it that's from my experience from an intuitive standpoint if you really want to lead a a life and be able to snap your finger you got to believe in yourself you got to feel it so that's my superpower wow well I, I think that's an awesome superpower and guess what I've never had that one before. So that's brilliant. No, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, no, that would be so good. So good to have um, that you could just manifest anything that you wanted. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. I'd like to manifest a million bucks, manifest a time machine. There you go. (laughs) You know, there's so much you could do with this manifestation. Um, No, awesome. Look, thanks, Jen. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. you can now go off to bed because you're in the <laughs> States. Like it's nighttime for you. Yeah, no, thanks ever so much for coming on board and talking to us on the podcast today. And um, yeah, I wish you all the luck. Thank you. It's been an honor. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. Have a wonderful week, and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself, and remember, no one's perfect, and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.